0: Welcome to Insight, the insurance news podcast hosted by me, Andrew Sulcox. In this week's edition of Insight, I'm not saying we have anything to prove, but after the steadfast convention, we've got back our groove. Just as long as you don't disapprove. Let's move. IAG is tackling the prickly issue of relocating flood-prone communities. And let's groove. It was a steadfast convention last week, and a team of all the information and possibly a little bit of gossip. And improve. KPMG's review of general insurance is out, and things could be looking up. Hello, everyone. This week, I'm joined by senior journalists Spinnies Han and Miranda Maxwell, editor John Deeks, and chairman Terry McMullen. Good morning, John. morning. I thought you'd be wearing sunglasses and asking me to keep the noise down after Steadfast, John.
1: Well, if I'm not over it by now, then uh, there's something wrong, isn't there?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Terry. G'day. Did you behave yourself at Steadfast? Ah, oh. more than I have ever behaved myself at a steadfast in my life. Yes, I was. That's a high bar. I got I got to bed at reasonable hours, and you know, yeah, yeah. All in all, I was extremely well behaved. Excellent, excellent. Hello, Benice.
3: Hi, Andrew.
0: Now, Benice, I have sources that uh, tell me: uh, Is it true that you were so wild that no one even saw you at the convention?
3: It means I fell. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I never saw her there.
0: (laughs) No, that's what I heard. No, no one saw her there at all. And hello, Miranda.
4: Morning, Andrew.
0: Well, it looks like you had all the fun digging into IAG's latest announcement. I did, yes. So, Miranda, IAG has been brave enough to tackle this issue of relocating flood-prone communities. What do they have to say about it?
4: Yes, they've bravely waded in on managed retreat, um, which, you know, no one wants to really, but they have done with this report. They looked at lots of research and case studies and have sort of broken it down to seven recommendations, which are supposed to act as a guide for policymakers to manage funding and planning and the role of government. Uh, Ultimately, the report says there's no one-size-fits-all approach and community support is vital for success, which, you know, as we know, isn't that easy to achieve. It found planned relocation is economically viable and this is even more so if you project forward a decade or so because the cost of natural disasters is expected to jump to about $70 billion a year in the, in a few decades in Australia. So the more we do now, the better the outcome for safety and the economy.
1: It's a tricky subject though, isn't it, John? Yes, it really is. I think after last year's record breaking floods. It's on the agenda like never before, really. it's always, It has been done in the past, but usually on a very small scale in this country. But it's highly sensitive for communities. Some people may not want to move. They feel too attached to their homes or their, their communities where they've lived for years. Others worry that the money they might get from a buyback won't be enough to purchase a property elsewhere. But ultimately, there's no point in just rebuilding the same homes over and over again, whether that's at insurer's expense or government expense. It's becoming clear that in some cases, really managed retreat needs serious consideration.
0: Well, another news, KPMG's annual review of the general insurance is out, Bernice. Can you take us through the highlights?
3: Ah, uh, yes, so um there's a, there are a few uh, key takeaways from the review, and it's probably not a surprise that KbMG expects our uh, prices to go up again. The is expecting another round of insurance premium increases this year. So it's a recurring theme after the floods and other catastrophes uh, last year. And KPMG says, um, you know it's expecting rates to go up at least ten percent. Minimum across most classes of business. So, um, what's happened is um, insurers are bracing for increased frequency and severity of natural de- hazards. That's one factor uh, mentioned by KPMG. And then at the same time, we've also had supply chain issues and uh, inflation. They're all adding to the price pressure. And then reinsurance costs have gone up too for insurers. So, they're feeling the squeeze, the KPMG review says. So, um, but then the good news is last year, the industry booked its best profit since 2018. Uh, insurance profit came in at about um 59 billion. So that's uh, 42% better than 2021. And of course, the increase was driven by higher rates. But as KPMG notes, uh, insurers are looking to push through with more increases this year because reinsurance costs are rising much faster and higher than GWP has risen over the same period.
0: Another 10% on premiums, Terry. Will we see premiums ever fall again?
2: That's the the $64 question. I don't think we're ever going to see premiums as low as they have been in the past. And there's lots of reasons for that. Technology has made us a lot more efficient at measuring risk. We've seen the scale of, some, of potential uh, climate change related uh, catastrophes. We've got tougher boards of directors with the insurance companies who are basically keeping everybody's competitive instincts at bay. And there is a need to bolster their own reserves after some pretty miserable years. These are the sort of things that'll keep rates higher, plus, I guess, inflation, high materials costs, et cetera. Uh, Oh, and reinsurance. Let's never forget reinsurance. In the past, we've seen insurers engaging in marketing battles based around premiums. As soon as the cycle started turning up, And I can see it happening again, Andrew, with personal lines in the distant future if insurers decide to compete for customers again. There's there's no better, simpler way for you marketing men to do it than go, it's all about the money. Not so much commercial lines, probably. So rather than say premiums will never fall again, let's wait and see, but don't hold your breath. How's that for cliches?
0: You should be in marketing. That's a, a, a brilliant and simple response. Well, John, you and Terry attended the Steadfast Convention last week. What were the main stories that you are able
1: to highlight? Yeah, it was great to attend. It's quite a sight to see so many brokers and industry professionals all in one place. It was attended by 2,000 people, but totally booked out and even more wanted to go. There were some great speakers and we've reported in uh, insurance news already about the industry panel where UAC CEO Jenny Bax made some interesting comments on agencies moving into the mainstream. Uh, We also had a good chat with MD and CEO Robert Kelly. So watch this space for a couple of stories from that. And the whole thing finished with a fantastic gala dinner where a record $400,000 was raised for charity. Uh, I should also add that I met someone who claimed to be starstruck to hear my voice. He was a a, a loyal podcast listener, so a shout-out to that listener.
0: And so, John, is there any truth to the rumour that...
1: I couldn't possibly confirm or deny (laughs)
2: so terry how did you find the event i found it really good Uh, there were some excellent speakers good to see kim beasley still on his feet and uh, i guess that it had a, a rather less intense atmosphere than adelaide which is possibly because we weren't all walking around expecting to get covid so you know we weren't really worried about being close to other people um as a as an event where you just get a fantastic feel for where the industry's at, there's there's nothing like the Steadfast Convention for doing that. Uh, but it's difficult to find venues for, what was it, John, 1,400, 1,600 people? Yeah, 2,000 in
1: total, I think, but yeah, 1,600 going to the different event.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it, all those associated hangers on, etc., getting them together really went... Pretty well, but dealing with large groups is, is obviously going to keep steadfast confined to the big cities for its conventions, which, which is not a big deal. But the the shorter format they adopted this year worked really well. And it was just such a pleasure to really spend some real quality time with brokers, usually in a bar, but that's beside the point.
0: Well, Benice, another home building company has gone under. What does this mean for insurance?
3: So the implications are possibly huge. Um, we don't yet know uh, the cost of it yet, cause the um it's still playing out. The liquidators are actually assessing the whole uh, situation. So um what we have uh, now is uh, the Victorian home builder, Porter Davis. Uh, is in an administration and commercial builder, Lloyd Group, uh, based also in Victoria, in Port Melbourne, has also called in the administrators. So um, at this stage, it looks like um, the building insurance providers are most likely going to be on the hook for the messy state of affairs. Um, and Victorian Managed Insurance Authority um, has already provided information for insured home property owners. Um, who are affected by the porter Davis collapse. So uh, in Victoria, domestic insurance is compulsory for projects of more than 16,000 and porter Davis has about uh, has more than 1,500 home projects in Victoria that are probably in limbo. Uh, work has already stopped on these projects and in Queensland, it has about 200 projects. And before it went bust, um, porter Davis signed 779 contracts where building has yet to commence. So um, as I said, uh, we don't yet know how what's the cost of it uh so it's a story that's still um, unfolding so uh watch for it yep
1: that's uh big numbers it's not what this class of insurance really needs is it john no i don't think so not at all so uh, domestic building insurance or builder's warranty as it used to be known is cover taken out by the builder to protect the client if the builder dies is declared insolvent or disappears. In Victoria, it covers costs up to 300000 for structural defects for six years and non-structural defects for two years. But it's different across all the states. And in most, this type of cover is, is offered by state government providers after the private market retreated some years back. So a high number of claims from an event like this really isn't going to help that situation.
0: Well, finally, Miranda, NTI has unveiled the latest classic truck that it's raffling off to raise much-needed charity cash.
4: Yes, for people like me who were disappointed they didn't win the luxury motorhome last year, this year it's a 1954 Chevrolet called Daphne. It was brought back from a U.S. farm. It's hot lava orange in colour. It's worth $200,000 and has an eight-cylinder fuel-injected engine, custom interior with leather seats, multimedia, timber floors, alloy wheels, and LED lights. So it sounds pretty good. Uh, NTI has been doing this every year since its CEO died to, of motor neuron disease. So the raffle money goes to research to find a cure for that.
2: How many tickets are you buying this year, Terry? <laughs> uh, not as many as last year. Last year I was very bullish about the camper truck um, and they, as they, they appear never to be going to raffle off that beautiful black um, jail bar truck. I just have to accept that I'll have to go with a 54 Chev, which sounds, you know, I'm mo- it's moving down market a bit, especially if it's burnt orange. But last year's winner's, gave back the camper truck to the organisers because they'd just bought a new one. And that was very sporting of them. But it's a fantastic charity. So, yeah, I'll probably lash out again. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's Insight Podcast
0: by Insurance News. Thank you once again to our panel, John Deeks, Benice Han, Miranda Maxwell and Terry McMullen. Enjoy your week and thank you all for listening. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at editor at insurancenews.com.au. We value your input. You can read all these stories and many others at your leisure at insurancenews.com.au. You can subscribe to the Inside Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and all your favorite podcast platforms now. And if you ask John nicely, he'll even
1: sign a personalized photograph for you. We look forward to catching up again next week.